I just want to thank our visitors that are here this morning and those that are visiting online. I'm excited that you're here with us and that you logged on this morning. This morning's message is called, How Deep Is Your Love? You know, the Lord has been really talking to me about love and our our love walk this season. And, you know, sometimes as believers, we think that we're okay in this area. We really do. We're like, you know, I go to church every Thursday, every Wednesday, every Sunday, every so-and-so. We make a little list, a little checklist. And we're thinking, man, because I go to church all this time, all the time, <laughs> I'm good in the, in the area of love when it comes to the love of Christ. But really, it's something that I call a work in progress. And let me tell you why. There's uh, the one thing the Lord has been telling me about Ohio is about it being the heart of it all. How even the state is shaped like a heart. And I had seen before I had even come here that God was jump-starting people's hearts again to love. And I saw the hearts of stone and the Lord coming to breathe on them to live again, to feel again, and to function again. And this past week, I just, I kept seeing this meter in the spirit and how sometimes us being human beings, our meter changes towards different people at times. And I'll just describe what I saw, but I saw in the spirit, there was like a a, a meter and it was like a long meter, almost like uh, one of those Celsius bars that tells you the temperature outside. And it would go up and down and up and down and up and down. And it's like I saw a person standing and they would turn to another person and sometimes the meter would go up. And then they would turn to turn to look at another person and sometimes the meter would go down. And then then they would turn to somebody else and maybe their meter of love was like halfway there. You see what I'm saying? And I just took heed to it and I said, God, what, what are you even speaking through this? See, because... Our meter of love is not measured the way the Lord's love is is measured. You know, um, the meter goes to full, and then when sometimes you have relationship and you've had gone through a fallout in that relationship, as soon as you have that fallout, something changes in you towards that person in love with them. I'm just being real this morning. (laughs) Um, You don't mean for that to happen, but it does. It really does. When you have lost a loved one in the absence of their presence, it does something in your heart, even when you're a believer. And um, you don't mean for that to happen again, but, um, but our meter towards one another goes up and down sometimes through pain, through our emotions, lies of the enemy that has led us to believe at times how certain people, they don't love us anymore. Love to us is measured very differently than the Lord measures it. John 3.16, we know that verse very well. I'm sure some of you haven't memorized very well. But for this is how God loved the world, that he gave his one and only son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. That's a huge, huge measure of love. To give up his only son... Those of you that have children and kids, 
maybe as a parent, you can relate to something of that sort of the deepness of love that God has for us, that he would give up his son for us. It's a very, very deep. Uh, we were singing about it with the worship team. I want to know how wide, how deep, how, how long your love is. You know, I probably got it all wrong, but you get what I'm saying. There's no measure on the love of the Father. It's, it's endless, and it just keeps going. And the minute we think we understand his love, we really don't. I, I always tell everybody, you know, in, my, in our culture, to tell somebody that you love them is a big deal. We don't go around, I'm just being transparent, in our culture, love was not a thing you said. Your parents, your old school parents never came to you and told you 10 million times a day, I love you, because it just didn't happen. I can count maybe in one hand the times my dad told me he loved me, and a lot of the times he wasn't okay, he had had a, a few. Do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm just, people become real, <laughs> you know, in different circumstances. And so it wasn't that I didn't understand that he loved me. I knew that my parents loved me. I knew that my family loved me. But to say the words come out of your mouth was not an, a, a regular thing in our household and, and, and us growing up. Um, I had very old school parents, so they, they, you just didn't talk about those things. You didn't express your feelings to one another. And so that's how I was brought up. But then I came into the kingdom of God, and it's like the Lord has to show us what really love is supposed to look like. And love doesn't um, talk bad about one another. Do you understand what I'm saying? And, and us growing up in, in my culture, that's all we ever did was put down each other. And we would do it jokingly and kidding and talking mess about each other. And we would laugh about it. Well, that wasn't how the love of God was supposed to be expressed. And for you, your family's going to be all different. Everybody expresses love differently. But in the process of that, of that, the Lord took me to Alabama, and, and everybody there said love very freely. I mean, from, I mean, they just were free about saying love. I love you, sister. I love you, brother. And I remember when I first moved there, I was like, what in the world is wrong with these people? I was like, and they were probably looking at me like, what in the world is wrong with you? Because that is the way it's supposed to be in the kingdom of God. You're supposed to show love to one another and express your love outwardly with no hesitation. And so I'm sitting there, and it's very uncomfortable for me. I'm just being real. And the love, and I love you, and hugs, and all this stuff. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm overwhelmed, Lord. Like, what is all this about? This is not how I was raised. And the Lord's like, yeah, that wasn't kingdom, but this is kingdom. That's what it's supposed to look like. You know, that when we come together as a body of Christ, we're supposed to hug one another and love one another and be kind to one another and loving towards one another. And that sometimes in our families, we weren't brought up understanding or knowing those things. So when it happens to us, it's awkward and it feels weird. But it's because the Lord is breaking off the old mindset and the old way of thinking to understand that this is how his kingdom function and works is out of love. And so <laughs> some of us try to measure his love through our own understanding of our minds. 
and you still won't comprehend it. But in John 15, 12 through 13, it says, so this is my command, love each other deeply as much as I have loved you. For the greatest love of all is a love that sacrifices all. And this great love is demonstrated when a person sacrifices his life for his friends. Jesus calls us his friend. I don't know about you, but I don't have a, I, 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 growing up, I didn't have a bunch of friends. But the ones that I did call friends, I would do anything for them. Because there's a heart connection there. There's a, a love connection that happens with friendship and relationships that begin to build in your life. And you may not have a lot of friends, but those friends you do have, they're like everything to you because of the love connection of a heart-to-heart -heart you once had with them. You could, they could leave your life for a long time and then come back and you would still have that same love for them because there was a heart connection there. And so to demonstrate it, like he says, and this great love is demonstrated when a person sacrifices his life for his friends. I believe demonstration is important of the love of God. That's one thing that we haven't done well with. We haven't done well. I know because I've gone, I've traveled, I've gone to different places, different states, and, and have walked into different services and different churches, and it hasn't been exhibited the way that it should. And it has to be exhibited. Because what happens is when the love of God is exhibited and we begin to love each other deeply, as it says in John, as much as I have loved you. Well, we already know how much he loves us because he gave his only son for us. So that's the measurement right there. Do you understand what I'm saying? We haven't even touched it yet. It's way more than we could ever imagine. Ephesians 3.19 says, May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. What gives you the power? It's the love. I wore my little shirt today. It says, love is power. Because when there's love involved in a relationship, when there's love involved with people you care about, even you loving the Father, because that's the first person you're supposed to love is him. As you fall in love with him, as you love the Lord. See, I was never taught that in my religious state that I could love the Father and he could love me. I always was told he was just so far, far away from me that I could never feel his intense love over me. And that was not the Lord. But then when you sketch all that out, what man has, uh, has demonstrated his love to look like, and you begin to grasp what his love is really supposed to look like of demonstration, then you're like, wow. There's power in that love. I know there's been times where I haven't uh, made good choices with leaders, and they love me through the process of being stubborn or hard-headed. 
And I'm just being real because you have to know that in the process of you growing, when you have somebody come and they're trying to teach you things and show you things, in that process, they, they do it because they love you, that even in that process, that it becomes power to you in that love. They love you through the process of your transformation. They love you through the process of your, your growth. That's why love is powerful. And it's the first thing that gets attacked when there's an offense or there's hurt. All of a sudden, you close up, the walls go up, and love pulls back. Why does that happen? Why do you pull love back? You don't mean for it to happen, but it does. The first thing you do, oh, I just, I don't want to talk to that person. I don't want to see them. I don't want to be in their life anymore. I just want them gone. And love retracts. But that's not the Lord. That's not the Lord. Our power with God happens with, by love. The greater you can love, the greater power, because love covers a multitude of sin. 1 Peter 4, 8, above all, constantly echo God's intense love for one another. For love will be a canopy over a multitude of sins. I promise you, I promise you, I can go online right now and do not see the demonstration of love of a, cap, a canopy coming to cover a multitude of sins. It's all about exposing, putting people's trash out there, letting people know each other's business out there, and all the mess. And I'm like, where's your canopy of love that covers the multitude of sin? Because he could have exposed Judas in that moment and said, hey, guys, this guy's going to betray me. He's going to come against me. I'm going to go, and they're going to come pick me up because of what he did. He's selling me out. And he didn't. He came up to Judas with love, because he loved Judas. And he said, go do what you need to do. When he could have screamed it from the rooftops and just put Judas out there to tell all the business to everybody there. But he didn't do that. To the very last second, he loved his Judas. You know, the Lord right now has been speaking about Ohio and this love thing. And in 2003, Dutch Sheets, Chuck Pierce, Barbara Yoder had a, and they literally put this on Elijah list. They had a crucial word over Ohio. I know these prophets, and they would not use those words lightly, a crucial word over Ohio. And it appears to be repeating itself once again. Please pray that Ohio will swing towards the Lord, whatever his will is. Okay? That's not all of it. But I want to read some of it because it's important what we're dealing with in our state, what we're dealing with in our city, in our towns, and what prophetically has been spoken already over us. Ohio is a swing state to lift the nation back into place. God is going to catch the state up quickly. There will be war in the heavenly realms, and Ohio is a signpost. Suddenly things will change. Ohio will come from the back. To, uh, of the pack to the front. It is time for Ohio to pick up the sword to overcome and break the religious spiritual stronghold over us. The prophetic breaker anointing will be a battering ram 
to shift the state. Apostolic order will come into place and our nation depends upon the movement of God in our state. Fire to purify is coming. Much iniquity is to be dealt with and a radical church in Ohio is being birthed. A great buzzing has started and Columbus must receive a pioneer anointing. Cincinnati will be volatile and Cleveland revival is at the door. Eagles again will fly as the bird of war. A new thing is birthed and lack of personal breakthroughs have hindered Ohio. That's the hope deferred that makes your heart sick. Personal breakthroughs that have hindered you. Transitions are coming from unbelief, idols, fear, complacency, and a great restructuring to the enemy's camp is happening. Confusion is being brought to the enemy, and ancient seeds of darkness are about to be undone. The distrust that was birthed 25 years ago is being healed, and again, the heart of the father and the heart of the children will turn to each other, and there will be supernatural reconciliation. Dayton will come to a new weightiness, and there will be a breaking of false covenants and a building of new covenants as the Wright brothers flew from Dayton. So a repair between brothers will be bring a flying. A free missionary spirit route in Dayton will be taken by the axe. Ohio will go through the process of travail, conceive birth, refine to restore our joy. This is intercession. We will run with the horses. Surprises will happen, and a sense of order is coming to the state. Iniquity patterns are broken, and we will be in our places. There will be a breakthrough and revelation of God's word, and energy from heaven is released. The revelatory sword of the Lord is going to do surgery on the state of Ohio. The outcome of the, and then this is stuff we've already had happen. They go on to the presidential outcome, and Ohio was one of the states that stood firm. They were not moved. That's already happened. And some of this has already come about to our state. But the part that got me was the, was, was the surgery part. I believe there is a surgery taking place in Ohio right now this year, but it's in the heart. When we arrived here years ago, I saw how the enemy had stopped reconciliation between people who had once loved one another and who had gone through the trenches together, and now they were divided. I saw when the moves of God came in Ohio, that's what the enemy did. He came in to divide and to make each other believers, not unbelievers, believers come against one another, which... The Lord could not be there anymore in the presence and in the healing and the miracles and the signs and wonders anymore because it grieved the Holy Spirit to see believers against believers. But in Matthew 12, through 28, it talks about what happens when a house divided, it cannot stand. Then one was brought to him who was demon-possessed, blind and mute, and healed him so that a blind and mute man would both uh, speak and he saw that all the multitudes were amazed and said could this be the son of David now when the Pharisees heard it they said this fellow does not cast out demons except by Bezalbub, <laughs> the ruler of the demons 
This is happening right now, guys, in the body of Christ. But Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and every city or house divided against itself will not stand. Satan cast out Satan, and he is divided against himself. How then will his kingdom stand? And if I cast out demons by Bezalbub, by whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore, they shall be your judges. But if I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. The kingdom of God is upon us right now. The kingdom is here and now. But as a body, we cannot come against one another as believer of Christ. There has to be a a, a change in that, a reconciliation in the body of Christ. What is reconciliation? The the Bible dictionary part of it is the act of reconciling parties at variance, renewal of friendship after a disagreement or enmity has happened. As believers, the cross and his love we can begin to demonstrate reconciliation between brothers and sisters and in the body of Christ. We have a choice to confirm to kingdom reconciliation or continue for our meter of love to go up and down, but our love should be measured through the cross. Let me tell you why it's measured by the cross. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 5, 17 through 19. Now, if anyone is enfolded into Christ, he has become an entirely new person. And that is related to the old order has vanished. The old order has vanished. Behold, everything is fresh and new. And God has made all things new and reconciled us to himself and given us the ministry. Get this, the ministry of reconciling others to God. In other words, it was through the anointed one that God was shepherding the world, not even keeping records of their transgressions, that he has entrusted us the ministry of opening the door of reconciliation to God. That's powerful. He's given us the ministry to bring bring reconciliation through God to people. But we run from it all the time. We run from it. And you know what causes us to run from it is us being prideful. Because humility hasn't hit us in our hearts yet. Walking in love and humility to even bring reconciliation to the body of Christ. Because it's not about any one of us. It's about him. He gets the honor and the glory. Keeping records of their transgressions. He doesn't keep record of our transgressions. So why do we keep records of other people's transgressions? Our youth and bringing up our youth, when we had them, we would tell them, our leaders of our youth would tell the youth, do not keep a record of wrong. And she literally grabbed this spiral one time and she said, you see this spiral? Some of us have spiritual spirals. And we write down everything, everything that everybody has done to us wrong. 
We write down things in this spiral that they've come against us. We write things in this Bible, uh, in, this, in this book, in this spiral of things they've done wrong that we've seen that we're not in agreement with. And we're keeping record of transgression. But are we supposed to be like the Father? That he doesn't, he, David made mistakes, but he never, he never told about his mistakes. He saw David as after, a man after his own heart. When he looks at you and me, he doesn't look at our transgressions or where we failed or where we made mistakes. He comes and looks at us with this great love that is a canopy over the multitude of sins. And he comes and covers us with this love that's overflowing. And it begins to hide the iniquity and the transgressions we've had in our own lives that he doesn't even see you that way. But we have a problem with seeing others that way sometimes times and I'm just being transparent this morning to give breakthrough to the body of Christ and how our meter is still not where it should be with the love of the father I speak that even to myself it's going to keep going up and down up and down up and down and there's never going to be consistency of the love of the father that flows through you to others Romans 5 8 through 11 But Christ proved God's passionate love for us by dying in our place while we were still lost and and ungodly. And there is still much more to say of his unfailing love for us. For through the blood of Jesus, we have heard the powerful declaration, you are now righteous in my sight. And because of the sacrifice of Jesus, you will never experience the wrath of God. So if while you were still enemies... God fully reconciled us to himself through the death of his son, then something greater than friendship is ours. Now that we are at peace with God and because we share in his resurrection life, how much more will will we be rescued from sin's dominion? And even more than that, we overflow, we were singing about this this morning, with triumphant joy and our new relationship of living reconciled to God all because of Jesus Christ. I think that's one of the things we forget where we came from sometimes. We forget the struggles we were once in. We forget how hard it was at times to push through an addiction or, or how hard it was to push through this and push through that when our lives were not right, when we were ungodly. That we would take that same compassion and love that God has for each and every one of us and we would begin to extend it out to others that are in that same process that we were once in. That's where we have to get to. Bob Jones had an encounter many years ago, and I know um, Apostle Pete shared on this sometimes, and I think I have in the past, but he dies, and he goes to heaven, and he's at the gates, and the one thing that was asked to him was, did you learn how to love? It wasn't what he did grand for the body of Christ. It wasn't how many uh, homeless people he fed. It wasn't his, his great accomplishments for the kingdom of God. It was one sentence. Did you learn how to love? 
I believe the Lord is saying that now to us because we are the heart of it all here in Ohio. And he said, did you learn how to love, but love like my father loves? Love is very powerful. In Matthew 5, 43 through 48, it says, your ancestors have also been taught. This is our ancestors. This is what we've been taught before, okay? This is the shifting and the changing of your mindset. Love your neighbors and hate the ones who hate you. However, I say to you, love your enemy. Bless the one who curses you. Do something wonderful for the one who hates you. And respond to the very ones who persecute you by praying for them. For that, that will reveal your identity as children of your heavenly father. He is kind to all by bringing the sunrise to warm and rainfall to refresh whether a person does what is good or evil. What reward do you deserve if you only love the lovable? Don't even the tax collectors do that? How are you any different from others if you limit your kindness to only your friends? Don't even the ungodly do that? Since you are children of a perfect father in heaven, become perfect like him. Love brings perfection. You cannot go wrong with loving people. 1 Corinthians 13, 1 through 7. And all of you probably have this one memorized. But sometimes we have to be reminded. If I were to speak with eloquence in earth's many languages and in the heavenly tongues of angels, yet I didn't express myself with love, my words would be reduced to the hollow sound of nothing but more than a clanging cymbal. And if I were to have the gift of prophecy with a profound understanding of God's hidden secrets, and if I possessed unending supernatural knowledge, and if I had the greatest gift of faith that could move mountains, but have never learned to love, then I am nothing. And if I were to be so generous as to give away everything I own to feed the poor and to offer my body to be burnt as a martyr without the pure motive of love, I would gain nothing of value. Love is large and incredibly patient. Love is gentle and constantly kind to all. It refuses to be jealous when blessing comes to someone else. Love does not brag about one's achievements nor inflate its own importance. Love does not traffic in shame or disrespect nor selfishly seek its own honor. Love is not easily irritated or quick to take offense. Let me say that again. <laughs> Love is not easily irritated or quick to take an offense. Love joyfully celebrates honesty and finds no delight in what is wrong. Love is a safe place of shelter, for it never stops believing the best for others. Love never takes failure as defeat, for it never gives up. I believe Peter, he sings this song and he says uh, about the love and how um, love never gives up. 
His love for you never gives up. His love for us never gives up. It doesn't matter where, what kind of mistakes you've made. It doesn't matter what you've done wrong. But his love for you never, ever changes. It never, ever falters. Ever, ever, ever. I don't care how many times the devil comes and tells you that he doesn't love you anymore. That he, he doesn't care for you anymore. Those are lies of the enemy. It doesn't matter. See, because, because what happens is love comes and it covers the multitude of sin. And how he sees you is no longer that way anymore. When, I, when the Lord was giving me this, you know, my son the other day, he says, he said it so lightly, lightly but it was so true. And he said, we just got to stay in the glory. And I began to see, when you see rain, like even what was released this morning, when you see rain, rain represents the glory of God. It starts off with a cloud. Then the cloud begins to get heavy, just like it does in the natural. When the cloud collects so much of the moisture of the earth, the, the cloud gets heavy, and then rain comes forth. I really believe the cloud is real heavy right now. And the rain is finally here. And if we can just remain in the glory of the Lord, then you can love the way that he loves. When I, can't, when I feel my own strength, I can't love somebody because of an offense or hurt towards them. I immediately have to go to God with it. And I have to say, God, heal my heart from this offense and this pain. Don't let me stay stuck here where I'm not a willing vessel to let your love come and flow through me and out of me unto others. And my one thing I always tell God, don't ever let me misrepresent your heart. How can you misrepresent his heart by not loving people the way that they should be loved? And not by your meter of what love is is worthy like you sometimes you look at people and you're like oh well they're not worthy well the meter is not the meter of the love of God at that point they're not worth my time well they're worth his time well I don't even care about them well he cares about them so you have to pray and you have to ask God God come into my heart Bring restoration and healing in my heart, Lord, that you would mend every tear in my heart that has become a stumbling block for me, that the Lord would come to us and he would say, how deep is your love really? Can God come into the presence of your worship and can he walk in deep waters with you? Or is he going to come and just walk in a little sprinkle on the ground because of the love you carry hasn't gone to the depths yet? But he's trying to help us this season because how powerful that our love is that when people come to this place, when people watch online, that the one thing that they would leave this place was, man, I don't know about anything else, but I felt love there. 
I felt the love of the Father so powerfully that that's what keeps me going to that place. That's what keeps me coming to the Lord. Every time I came in there, they loved on me. Every time I walked on the, out the door, they, they loved me. That's been one of the main things, even with our pantry from the very beginning. Yes, we give away food. Yes, we do all that. But that people would encounter the love of the Father was much more of a greater importance to us. Because when you encounter the love of the Father, it changes your life completely. When you know that you're worthy of the love of the Father, doesn't matter what mistakes you've done, that you're worthy of his love. We're, none of us are different from one than the other. He looks at us all the same because his love covers the multitude of sins for all of us. And none of us are perfect. And he comes in and covers us with his canopy. And then he looks at his bride and he's like, wow, you're beautiful. You're so beautiful. I don't even see you with that stuff anymore. I, I, I don't even know. Like, Then you begin to see yourself that way. And you're like... God, how did I even let the enemy lie to me for all these years in those areas that he lied to me? How did that even happen? And the Lord's like, it's okay. Don't get caught up in that. Just stay in my love. I kept seeing the Father's face this morning. And he's like, just keep your eyes face to face with me. That the more that you look at me and the more that you see my face, the more you'll become just like me. Because he will begin to start to rub on, uh, off on us of what he has carried, what he has stepped in, what he overcame. He's the biggest overcomer ever in the world. That means we're the biggest overcomers in the world. We can overcome every obstacle, every battle. We were talking about, I'm going to see a victory because the battle belongs to the Lord. God is releasing victory to us today. But some of us, we don't even feel worthy of the victory. But you have to begin to feel worthy of his victory because he loves you very, very much. That he gave his only son for you and me. And through the cross, that is how your love meter has to begin to function and move out of from now on. Even if you don't agree with people sometimes. Even when you don't understand people sometimes. Man, I'm, I remember in the beginning of my ministry, I would tell people, I'm going to love the hell out of you. And people would get offended who were religious. What do you mean by that? Well, yeah, I'm going to love you even though there's a mess in you. Even though there's junk in you, I'm going to love the hell out of you. Because that's where that comes from. All the junk and all the lies and all the mess, they're from hell. They're not from God. So I'm going to keep loving you until you discover such deep love from the Father that you don't have to live that way anymore. Let's just stand this morning. You know, I've been praying and I've been asking God. I'm like, God, help me to love the way that you love God. I haven't perfected it yet. None of us have. I'm a work in progress in love. It's something we have to work on on a daily basis. We have to go to God every time that we feel an offense, every time we feel a hurt with somebody. 
God, help me to love them no matter what, God. Help me to exhibit your heart to the people. Even if they speak evil of me or come against me, that I can still love them with the flow of the love of the Father from heaven. And it will begin to follow me and flow out to them that I will never misrepresent your heart towards anybody ever. just want to be obedient this morning and you know um (laughs) I don't really ever do this a whole bunch but when the Lord tells me to do it I just try to be obedient to it and I I just I just want to speak to you Terrence this morning I know you're visiting this morning but it's not a coincidence you came today and we're talking about the love of Christ and I just want you to know that the Lord loves you so much And I saw parts of your life this morning as I was in worship. And I saw where you had moments of your highest times of your life where you saw the blessings in the hand of the Father in your life. And then all of a sudden you would see this destruction come in. And it was like back and forth, back and forth. You'd see good moments and then you'd see bad. And it was like an up and down thing for you. But his love through it all has always been consistent over your life. It's never wavered or changed toward you. And I saw these doors opening up to you. And I just saw the Lord give such favor upon your life that change is here for you this morning. And the, the being tossed to and fro, back and forth, up and down, is no longer going to happen to you anymore. And I saw the Lord blessing you and your family with his love And doors of opportunity opening that you would have never thought you would have had open to you. And I just want to speak blessings over you and your family this morning. Because I don't take lightly what the Lord shows. Because what he shows and he reveals, he brings it because he's faithful. And so, God, we pray for Terrence and his family this morning, God. You have always been faithful to him, God. And I pray that you touch him right there where he's standing right now, God. And you let him feel your love this morning, God. Every discouraging thought, every form of destruction that has come against him and his family, I pray that it be broken this morning. That the devil has to run with his tail between his legs because of the Lord is right there with you this morning. And I see the Lord, he's lifting up your head and he's straightening out your back. And he's like, you just got to speak it forth, son. You got to declare it forth, son. And I'm going to meet you right there in a form of declaration. You speaking it out of your mouth. When you want something to happen, you just have to say it out loud. Because the Lord is already with you. When you see something bad happening... Speak the opposite, and God's going to hear your prayers, and he's going to come in like a flood in your home and begin to shift and move things like you've never seen before. And you're going to know it's the hand of God because there would have been no other way for those blessings to come but through him. 
And he's bringing, you know, the one thing I heard, restoration is here for you this morning. And everything the enemy stole, he's bringing it back to you this morning. Everything he thought he got away with because, see, you stayed quiet. And the enemy doesn't want your mouth to open. But you know the Lord in your heart. And he says, you know me, son. You know the love I have for you. But the lies are disappearing this morning. And the truth is going to come forth over you this morning. And the Lord is breaking every lie from the devil this morning over you. And he's saying, son, I love you. I just want the very best for you. And I saw the blessings of the Father come in like floods in your home. And so, God, we just thank you for that this morning, Lord, that you're going to touch his heart. And restoration is here for him and his family like he never, ever expected to happen, Lord. Such love will flow that it will bring the restoration that you have for him. In Jesus' mighty name, Lord, we just thank you for that, Lord. See, when the love of God shows up into a place, you no longer see people the same anymore. Your view of people changes through the lenses of the Father. That the love that he's given to you is the love that you begin to see people in. And you no longer see them the same anymore. So God, we pray this morning, Lord. Change our lenses this morning, Lord. Change our lenses this morning, God. Let us see people the way that you see them, Lord. With such great love, God. Teach us how to love this morning, God. Teach us how to love like you've never taught us how to love before, God. Teach us how to love way deep, 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 God. Teach us how to love deep, God. Deeper than we've ever known before. Deeper than we've ever shown in our families, God. Show us how to love deep, God. That we would not be critical or judgmental, Lord, because that can't even exist when the love of God comes in the presence, God. I just ask that you remove a critical spirit right now. Judgment right now, God. Break it off of us right now, Lord. Break it off of us, God, that we see the way you see, God, that we love the way that you love, God. Into the deepest waters, we want to go with you this morning, Lord. Ankle deep, knee deep, waist deep, over our heads, God, deep, God. In your love this morning, it's like you want to just get us and deep us, dip us in your love this morning, God. That it brings transformation to our mind. It brings transformation to our hearts this morning. It, you know, nothing else can sit there with the love of the Father. Not even hope deferred that makes your heart sick can sit in the midst of love. So whatever's been making our hearts sick, God, remove it this morning, Lord. Bring fresh hope through your love this morning, God. That our lenses begin to change, God. Soften our hearts this morning, God. Soften the hearts of our enemies, God. 
We pray for them this morning, God. Soften their hearts that they would encounter you like with such great love, God, that they've never experienced before, God. That it would have them wrecked in your love like never before, Lord. We just pray that forth in Jesus' mighty name. Amen, amen. I just want to bless everybody this morning. And don't forget to come join us Thursday. We have our intercession, School of the Spirit intercession. It's really, really awesome. I, I just want to share one thing. I've been seeing a picture of um, pretty much the whole message. And I see this picture of a beach. Don't we all wish we were on the beach now? <laughs> see a picture of the beach. Everybody's having fun. There's sandcastles. The kids are building sandcastles. People have these little canopies up. There's some guys with grills. Everybody's enjoying the beach. All right? And they've all got their back turned to the water. And as inevitably happens, a huge wave comes. And it wipes out the sandcastles. And it knocks down the canopy. Everything built on the sand starts falling. It starts grabbing the kids and dragging them out to sea. Grabbing the people that are standing on the sand, grabbing them out to sea. And then there's some people on the rocks. And they're high enough that the water just doesn't grab them. And some of them are glad. I mean, they're glad that they're not getting dragged out. But some of them get down on their knees on the sharp rocks and try to grab people. So, I mean, maybe you're the people on the beach. You got busy with your projects, your sandcastles, all the things you're doing. And, you're, and you know, as normally happens, something is going to surprise you. I'm not predicting anything, but, but maybe you're the person on the rock. I want to encourage us to get down on our knees on the sharp rocks and see how many we can save. Come on. We're talking about love this morning. We're talking about love this morning. I just, I got this in the beginning, and I just said, Lord, when? Yeah, this is now. So uh, search your hearts. Amen.